Um, but yeah, welcome to uh, Shadow Word Podcast, episode two. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we did the first one. A lot of people were asking for it back. Uh, we have we have a new guest on today, um, so I'll go ahead and start off introducing our guest. We'll toss it over to our our first, the new guy, Rye Shot. So please introduce yourself to everyone who you are and what what we're gonna do today. Hey, I'm Rye Shot, aka Shot. Um, I've been playing Shadow uh, since Legion at a mythic level, about world rank 200. Uh, you'll probably know me from uh, like uh, being uh, Kyrian in castle at athria but you'll probably best know me for my shot takes um on the warcraft priest discord as well as the priest beta forums of which the most recent and most popular one has been um priests deserve better and that's basically my whole stance on the matter and hopefully we'll be able to discuss more about that sweet all right let's go to sailder next Hello, I am Salva. I do a bunch of nerdy things for this class and a lot of theory crafting. Good deal. And then last but not least, we have Jericho. Hey guys, thanks for having me on again. Uh, Jericho, Shadow Priest main on live, uh, Dragon Extraordinaire on Dragonflight Beta. Having a good time. Thanks for having me, Pup. Sweet. All right. Well, we have a, a bunch of really fun topics. I think before we really get into the nitty gritty of topics, uh, a, a bit has changed uh, since we last did our the first podcast so obviously uh pre-patch is now launched so a lot of you guys if you haven't had beta or didn't log into ptr this is you know everyone's been able to try out the spec for the first time uh which i think has been overall interesting i think is what i'll say <laughs> to see everyone interact with the spec that we've been giving feedback on for the last like six months or however long it's been um so just to start off I'll, let's let's just go around the same way so we'll go with shot first just kind of talk about you know how you've felt about pre-patch launching so far and like how has it been playing shadow i think you said you haven't rated on it quite yet but obviously you know you've played beta and things like that so yeah let's just kind of go around and see how has pre-patch launch been how are the changes and what do you think about it yeah so i actually haven't had the chance to play pre-patch um in either dungeons or mythic plus sorry uh dungeons or raid but i have had the chance to do uh dungeons on beta which is pretty similar to how it will play as well as all the raid testing and the last one with the most recent changes so i'll say on the whole it feels like it's some parts are better some parts are worse but i think that overall it's worse than what we had specifically in season four and season three um maybe we'll get more into specifics but right now i'm not feeling too great about the the state of shadow yeah i feel that that's it's it's a hard shift i think also like things have changed so much i i will say i think a lot of people are kind of we're judging the spec pretty quickly obviously it's just pre-patch um but i think there is there's enough there to where you can start making bigger judgments about it and like the other thing too a lot of people are saying like it's okay to like the spec too like that's also okay but pre-patch is like a super weird environment with we have like soul binds and conduits and like an extra covenant ability. You have way too much haste in Mythic Plus. Um, so we're, we're going to try to extrapolate a little bit of how it, we think it will play in Dragonflight. But but yeah, fair points. Um, all right, Sailor, how about you? How's uh, how's your pre-patch experience been uh, not logging on to pre-patch? Um, I've had a really great time in pre-patch by not playing it. Um, <laughs> in terms of like... What I've actually been doing, I have been playing on beta though. I've done beta dungeons, and the experience hasn't been wholly bad. 
But there's still a lot of glaring issues that we'll probably get to later in this podcast. Basically, revolving around like, things like Shadow Crash and just like slight, slight numerics. And of course, balance. But we'll get balance. to that later, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, balance is definitely something that you can tell that they're kind of waiting to do balancing because pre-patch is obviously kind of a meme in terms of balancing with people having access to things or bugged interactions that won't be there in Dragonflight. So um, hopefully we don't see any like knee-jerk reactions from a, a whole lot of things. But yeah, it definitely feels like they haven't done a whole lot of like spec balancing yet, but we'll see. Um, and then Jericho. So Jericho, as some of you might know, is also playing quite a lot of Evoker on beta. But unfortunately, you know, he can't be an Evoker main yet on live. So for now, we have him as a Shadow Priest. So how's your pre-patch been? You got it. That's right. And of course, the guild, uh, you know, the guild's coming together being like, what are we going to do? Are we going to raid Mythic this week? Or are you just going to take it easy? It's pre-patch. It's a meme. We went in and did some uh, Heroic Nathria. So I at least got, uh, you know, a full set of bosses under my belt on the pre-patch with my uh, mostly Season 3 geared character, I'll admit. But uh, I did have a chance to sort of play, uh, you know, a full set of bosses with, uh, I did, you know, some with a sort of Dark Ascension-oriented build. They did a little bit of Void Form. Uh, all in all, you know, uh, I, I have to say, I think my experience was pretty similar to how I felt about it when I was, you know, previously testing on the dummies. Uh, it's it's a bit of an adventure. Um, just to sum it up real quick, uh, it's a bit of a learning curve from where we left off in uh, Shadowlands, uh, not necessarily for the better. Um, not necessarily that the gameplay loop is super different in Raid, and frankly, I think it is something that you could get used to if you were sufficiently motivated to main Shadow on live, but I think as we'll we'll go through, you know, I'm I'm still a little bit skeptical about, you know, the value of having, say, Mind Play and Mind Spike in the same rotation, and why I want DA or Void Forum, those sorts of things, I'm still not necessarily really feeling, so uh, not too much M+, plus uh, yet, but you know, those are sort of my first impressions from raiding at the very least. So, sweet. Yeah, I think like to really sum up what you're saying, yeah, I think to put it another way, the spec just doesn't feel intuitive right now. That's that's exactly right for sure. You know, I think there was a certain um, finesse applied to Shadow, maybe in previous tiers. Obviously, that's been kind of changed over the last couple of expansions. But to a certain degree, the spec kind of played itself in in a in a way of speaking, saying that like. Oh yeah, if you popped open your Shadow Priest and you gave it to someone, they could probably figure out the right way to do it pretty quickly, right? Um, and now that is definitely less true. I think like Mind Spike, you said, definitely contributes to that problem. Mind Flay insanity to a certain extent. Um, and then obviously our cooldown's not really making a whole lot of sense of like why you pick Void Eruption versus Dark Ascension. Um which I think are all things we want to go over. But yeah, I think there's a... And and maybe this is just kind of growing pains with the talent tree as well. Because obviously, you know, I don't I don't know if Shadow is in like the same boat as everyone else or not. Or if we're just kind of uniquely... Like the tree is just a little bit of like unfinished, uh, maybe a little messy, uh, and then unintuitive. Like that, those some of those themes might just be the talent trees needing extra work. I don't know if anyone has thoughts on that. Um, and, and I guess one one quick thing I'll, I'll tack on is obviously I've also been playing Shadow since Legion, so I was fresh in Legion and have kind of been suffering the migration every expansion since, every re rework. This is, you know, thinking about Legion to BFA, BFA to Shadowlands, and now Shadowlands to Dragonflight, this might be the most, somehow, right, the most jarring that that disconnect has sort of felt uh, between these two expansions. And it's it's strange to me because obviously BFA to 
to Shadowlands was a change from, you know, here's this void form ramping style to an actual builder spender. Yeah. But you were still kind of building the same way. And it was just, you know, hey, I, I just put in my spender now instead of always building, right? Um, but here I, I, I have a lot more to juggle. And it's just, it, it definitely, uh, it, it's, it's been a lot for sure. So It was a natural evolution from expansion to expansion, even though it might not be the evolution we all wanted. Yeah. Um, the, the change from drain to spend with Devouring Plague, it doesn't feel like this is really an evolution. Uh, from Shadowlands to Dragonflight. It's an amalgamation. It's just like <laughs> they brought a bunch of stuff back and I don't think they were quite like where like where does it all fit, you know? Um and I think the and 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 I will continue to use their words against them as long as it fits my narrative, but they talked about like we want you to be able to build your own shadow priest. You know, and I, I think part of that was like why they brought back Mind Spike and Dark Ascension. Um but I think the problem with some of these spells is that it just kind of comes down to tuning, which is, I think, one of the things that is still on the table. So a lot of people keep asking, like, oh, yeah, well, if they just change this or rework the design of this talent, everything will feel better, um, which I would love it if we got more design time. But I, I'd say it's probably, like, 99% chance or very unlikely that we're not going to see any, like, design changes to the spec or talents. But I do think tuning is still on the table to be done. And I think to a certain extent, they could tune the spec to make it fun and playable in both Mythic Plus and Raids, at least to a certain extent. Um, so let's talk about tuning a little bit. I'll go to Sailor first. I think just in general, like, what are some things that you want to think about or, like, really want Blizzard to look at it when it comes to tuning? I think we talked about things like Idle Nazoth. Um, I think just general insanity feel. I mean, what what comes to your mind? Um, the biggest complaint I have is the idol of Nazoth itself, because of the way they've, they've uh, lowered the power level of it. The nerf to the square scaling that they did, I think, is actually a good change that stopped it from just being too strong on too many targets. But just capping it to four has introduced so many other problems with it detonating in time, even with the bad luck protection they added where it goes off on kill. It's just, there's a chance that it just doesn't kill that monster until it, until the pack ends, or it doesn't go off. And it's just, yeah. that significantly lowers the damage and the fun of using it. Not only that, but it now doesn't really do much damage because they nerfed it three times at once. And then, insanity is a problem that most people that have probably played keys or anything have noticed, that because on AoE, you can't use things like Mindflare Insanity or Void Torrent, your insanity generation is lacking. And it's very noticeable that you can't use your spender, and because you can't use your spender, you don't feel like you can keep up with other DPS. And that's partly down to the fact that they nerfed uh, Auspicious Spirits, in the recent update, as well as Maddening Touch, Maddening lowering touch, their insanity yeah. generation by a significant amount. And I think, like, the, the change is that there's no, like, consistent insanity gen on AoE unless you're, like, just spamming Vampiric Touch, basically, right? Yeah. It's, it's also... It also now makes us even more reliant on using things like a Mindbender to get insanity to actually do any damage. But it doesn't particularly feel fun because we're already reliant on Shadowcraft to put dots out to do anything. But now we need Shadow Crash and our Mindbender. And then it's just, oh, great. So getting more consistent access to Insanity would be a significant gameplay feel increase, I think. Yeah, and I think the Maddening Touch nerf was the one that felt the strangest to me. So for those of you that didn't know, Maddening Touch used to be... Uh, it was always a two-pointer talent, but at rank two, it just gave Vampiric Touch a 100% chance. Like every tick of VT to give a 100% chance to get Insanity. Um, and now it got nerfed down to 60%. Uh, 
So we have like an RNG low amount of insanity on vampiric touch ticks. Um, yeah, and like granted, this was like I think a, a good chunk of your insanity generation in AoE, but I think to your point, it made the spec flow I think better, and you had less moments where like I think it's okay in AoE like if tuning made sense to like press mind flay, press mind blast is like filler spells in AoE, like that's fine to an extent. But I think the frequency of your insanity generation is so volatile it feels like that, you know, it's not that fun for me at least. Um, I certainly agree with that. Yeah. Does anyone else have any opinions on this? Like Shop and Jericho? I just think the nerf to Manning Touch was completely unwarranted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely um because obviously I, I ran some keys with uh with, with sale on, on the beta just to kind of you know get get a sense really even just um because I'm, I'm familiar with how some of these polls uh, work on the beta, just to kind of see uh, in, in in the hands of someone who clearly knows what's <laughs> what's going on and has a good idea of sort of the optimal rotation. Watching Sale um, sort of, you know, he's he's kind of able to pop off when he has his resources, when he has his Mindbender up, when he's getting his uh, sort of Mind Devourer procs, right? Like, absolutely able to just, uh, you know, keep up and, and go ham. Uh, but I'm not really understanding, I suppose, what the value of kind of killing that insanity engine is on those like you know say 30 second timer pulls the you know the pack to pack for example i don't know why you have to feel so starved for insanity necessarily and that that's sort of a bit of a question mark for me for sure it seems like when you have your stuff you're okay but when you don't it feels kind of feast or famine at least that's the sense i get so yeah and obviously like this will change pretty heavily whether you're talking about pre-patch keys or dragonflight keys i think right yeah. now things probably feel better than they should I mean, because you're inside of dungeons, you're getting, you're likely getting the haste buff from the Dreadlord Aphex, from the Season 4 Aphex. And, you know, getting more haste is naturally always going to make, like, it's going to patch holes in the rotation. I think Shot was talking earlier that, like, yeah, Season 4 even made Searing Nightmare kind of fun, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but, like, obviously, it's going to feel quite different at level 70, you know, when we're going to have, like, maybe 10, 15% haste in pre-raid gear, something like that. Um, most and most notably, that first season Apex is purely it's it's just a damage amp. It's not uh, it's certainly not giving you secondaries or anything like that to sort of bolster that that feeling. Yeah, so that that will be a change. Yeah, so I think pre patch keys are kind of I don't know they're I don't want to say that they're bad, but I think it's maybe giving people false images of how the spec will play because getting access to like that much raw haste is not going to happen again, um, probably unless maybe they do another like season four esque Apex. But the power level of just that. Uh, like from a gameplay perspective, it's gonna feel way different, I think, and and like it just feels like you're struggling to get out your mind sears when you want it on at least on beta keys. Um, I don't know if anyone else has had a similar experience with that on beta. Like, shot, have you done? Like, does that make sense? Am I or am I crazy? Yeah, I, I've definitely done a few keys, um, and the insanity is an issue. It's just it's very feast or famine with um, mind of our procs at this time oh yeah that's a great yeah i mean and i don't know if this is necessarily a topic about tuning but yeah it really feels like our aoe is just kind of how lucky did you get with mind devour <laughs> um <laughs> and specifically the talent version of mind devour which if you get a mind devour proc your next mind steer costs no insanity or devouring play costs no insanity so it's effectively you get 100 insanity for free if you cast a mind seer which is double the value of devouring plague effectively in terms of insanity per for cast whatever so yeah and you know if you get super lucky and you just go mind blast mind seer mind blast mind seer mind blast mind seer uh feels great i'm sure <laughs> um 
but without that, not so much. Um, and then, Sailor, the other point that you touched on was Nazoth. So can you talk to me a little bit about what's missing with Nazoth right now? Because they did, they did, that was one of the things we recently got changed was, or semi-recently, so that, so Nazoth stacks now detonate on death, which is grid, like that's a positive. Um, but in doing so, I think they adjusted the proc rate and then yep. they changed how it had like the AOE scaling of it, right? Yeah. So they did, they did three changes. They lowered the damage by ooh, like 60 something percent, I think. Yeah. They increased the proc rate by 50% and they gave it square root scaling so that it doesn't do full damage to every single target. And they capped the number of targets they can actually hit before. Well, not, not the number of hit. The number of debuffs you can have hour once is four. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It, which is annoying in some scenarios because if you have stacks on the wrong mobs in like raiding environments, for example, they might just not be useful. If you have stacks yeah. on the wrong mobs in Mythic Plus, they may be in the wrong place. They may die last. They may just not get full value. Before, you used to be able to effectively average out the luck on this by having it work on every single mob in the pack because of the number of events but now that doesn't work and it won't it won't average out even with the props on death it's just the number of stacks you're going to get is just so limited yeah i'm just thinking about a fight where the boss gets like a 99 percent aura reduction like it, it stops like it's not immune but it takes reduced damage where like whenever that happens shadow was always like oh yeah you can still leave your dots on the target to get passive insanity from like in this case, Manning Touch or Auspicious Spirits. Uh, but now, doing that, if you're running Nazoth on that fight because that intermission has a lot of AoE or whatever, well, that target could be, is most likely going to have one of your four Nazoth debuffs, which is going to be pretty feels bad. So yeah, it feels like they one step forward, three steps back <laughs> kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and maybe you can talk about this or if someone else has input, but I think... One of the the sad parts about Shadow Priest AoE, which I think again is somewhat of a tuning thing, is like we have all these little things that kind of do AoE, but none of them feel like they're defining to the spec, if that makes sense. Like for all the problems that Searing Nightmare had, it made it very obvious what you do in AoE. It's like, oh yeah, you press Searing Nightmare. Like that's 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 what you do. <laughs> um but I feel like even though we have all of these tools, like we have Psychic Link. We have Inescapable Torment, or the new version of Shadowflame Prism. We have Idol of Nizoth, we have Idol of Yogg-Saron. But none of these feel, like, defining enough to really, like, oh, this is Shadow's AoE. Like, this is what you do in AoE. Um, and, like, Psychic Link, I think, is the worst loser out of all of them right now. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, which is, like, I, I, I would love to see them kind of be like, yeah, you know what? Psychic Link is the, is the reason we're going to buff its damage and make it work against all of your single target spells or whatever um or something but i feel like you know nizoth could have been that then they then they nerfed it <laughs> yog could have been that uh then they well they, they changed it quite heavily so yeah how do you guys feel about that i guess we'll go with jericho is there like a play style that you were particularly attracted to with all the the rework and everything oh boy okay so thinking about sort of uh i guess shadowlands uh shadowlands aoe i was definitely very i mean going into shadowlands right i was very excited that it's like all right we we now have a mechanism for dealing that sort of burst aoe and we have mechanisms for sort of applying dots to enemies right so the biggest thing coming out of bfa obviously was 
uh, I've got to run into a pack. I've got to start VTing everything. I got to, you know, by the time everything's actually grouped up and going, the pack's half dead. So unless I'm, you know, I'm I'm a super pro gamer shadow priest who's like always, you know, ahead of the tank and on top of stuff, I'm I'm always falling behind, right? So Shadowlands gave an opportunity to sort of, you know, build up that burst profile with Searing Nightmare a little bit. Um, we had some opportunities early in the expansion to explore uh, sort of Surrender to Madness and, you know, bolster our insanity generation that way to kind of keep things going uh, before SFP was a thing. And then SFP sort of uh, gave us this opportunity to start uh, considering this gameplay where you're playing single target buttons in an AoE situation, which sort of lent this, lent this direction to... Uh, but let's call it this kind of blade flurry style of push single target buttons to do AOE a ranged outlaw just cleave. Absolutely, right? Yeah. That that's the sense I got when they introduced SFP. I was like, all right, bam, there's my like my flurry button, and it's I have it once every minute. You know, I can't always use this, but I have it, right? Um, so my understanding now is obviously that uh, SFP is still there. It's still strong. Once every minute, you still have an opportunity to to sort of press your single target buttons and go ham on you know groups of four to five targets. But it is target capped at that level, obviously. Um, you absolutely have this opportunity to just go ham with a full channel mind seer when you proc a mind devourer uh, proc, and that still seems to be, you know, roughly iconic and part of that. And those two elements are carryover from Shadowlands, as best I can see it. It's it's kind of that periphery of other stuff that you're doing that I'm not necessarily getting the the feeling of. That's not necessarily vibing with me, where it's like. All right, I'm not exactly sure what what fillers I love to be pushing at any given moment. I don't necessarily understand, you know, when Nizoth is super good, when I want to run like a Yogg or a Cthulhu, God forbid, or something like that. Um, and to me, so I mean, I, I guess if I were to say what what I love, you know, playing the most, um, to me, the SFB playstyle actually is is relatively enjoyable. Um, assuming that that playstyle sort of looks like. I roll up to a pack, I throw up my mind bender, I start spamming my single target buttons, I've got ghosts going everywhere, and my shadow fiend is like cleaving on everything, right? My mind bender's cleaving. That that that's kind of cool. I, I can I can get behind that. Um but but I mean as as you said, there there is this sort of trickling effect with Shadow where you have about three times as many damage instances as anyone but a like Windwalker monk, where you know yeah. it's I've got a little bit of damage from this, a little bit of damage from this, a little bit of damage from this, and it all comes back to this just level of is this intuitive? Do I really understand what what is driving my damage? Uh, I think right now it's inescapable torment and mindseer with procs, for the most part. But beyond that, I don't know that I'm really getting it. So that that's kind of I think that's how I'm kind of feeling about AOE right now. If that's uh, yeah, and I think that that's, it it's just not clear of like I think specifically when you start fighting more than like eight targets, things get really weird because <laughs> right. you're like, oh yeah, Shadowfin Prism target capped. Nazoth is kind of capped in like different ways, you know, and like all of this other stuff. Like you don't get more Yogg procs in AOE, and it's like, like what what am I doing? <laughs> like what what should I be doing? Isn't clear or intuitive. And I think part of that also comes with our cooldowns. So I'll go to Shot next on this. So they they gave us a new cooldown. So we have a one minute uh, Dark Ascension cooldown as a choice against the two minute Void Eruption. Uh, but I still think you know calling it unfinished is being very nice. Like. There's not a whole lot of definition there. So I guess like shot from your perspective, like what are some things like either tuning wise or whatever that they can do to make these cooldowns feel better outside of just deleting Dark Ascension? So because I have a bias of a void form, I can't really speak to Dark Ascension, but sure. I will say that I what I want is if they're going to coexist, then I feel like they should have 
two distinct playstyles, and right now I don't think Dark Ascension's pure direct damage spells is good enough right now, and its strength is actually derived more from Ancient Madness and um, something else I'm trying to recall. I, I want to say it's the power of just Mind Spike itself with the talent in the priest tree. I don't remember Sale. Do you know what that talent's called again? Sorry, which talent? Uh, the one for mind games. Oh, manipulation. Ooh, or... Manipulation. Yeah. 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 Manipulation. Like, like that's and and mind melt. Like that's the entire strength of Dark Ascension. It's not yeah. in the cooldown itself. So I think that you know if they're going to coexist, I would like Dark Ascension to have a more defined playstyle. But when it comes to Void Form itself, what I want is, well, what I think would be beneficial as a quick fix if they weren't going to make any long-term changes um, or like la large changes until a new patch is its damage bonus added back in so we have a reason to extend because they added that extend mechanic but Can you we explain lost that the real reason quick? to extend okay so void form replaces shadow form um, and shadow form has a damage bonus of 10% and before void form had a damage bonus of 20% which means it was actually replacing the 10% damage bonus, which is like 9.09% .09 damage, but you can just think of it as 10% extra damage on Void Form. Uh, and then they nerfed Void Form's damage bonus to 10%, which means Void Form actually doesn't have a damage bonus over Shadow Form. So the only thing you're benefiting from is the Refresh, Mind Blast, Charges, Void Bolt, and Mastery, which That's on true. single target, it's basically only Void Bolt and the Refresh, Mind Blast. And I don't think that's compelling enough um to to have the extend mechanic so that's one thing i would add and then the other thing is ancient madness is just way too strong right now for dark ascension um because it benefits from it twice um over void form it lasts the same duration um and eh. it has the same effectiveness but void forms is actually bugged right now it's super bugged <laughs> uh where uh, ancient madness decays at a rate of two percent per second which is probably carrying over from the old ancient madness so what i would suggest is either have the effectiveness in a non-bug state have the effectiveness of ancient madness for dark ascension or double the decay rate or like reduce the duration so that basically they benefit from the talent equally and then that way you'd have you know, Dark Ascension wouldn't have just a reason that it's better than Void Form just yeah. because of its design. Yeah, and just if that wasn't clear for people, so one of the many bugs that we have in the spec is with Ancient Madness. So Ancient Madness is effectively half as good for Void Form than it is for Dark Ascension for many reasons. Actually, worse than that. Um, so for Ancient Madness with Void Form, it only lasts 10 seconds right now. It doesn't last 20 seconds. Uh, and in that 10 seconds, you reduce your crit, obviously, much faster. So it's a much, it's just way worse for Void Eruption. Kind of feels like they messed up, and they meant to do the opposite thing. Uh, but yeah, and obviously nothing, like none of that is reflected in the tooltip for the talent either, which makes it extra fun and extra confusing. So um, it's almost like they forgot to double the amount of crit we get on Void Farm, but they doubled the drain. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, hopefully. That gets looked at. Um, all right, so let's just kind of, I think as far as like tuning goes, we'll probably hit that in some other sections. So just to kind of cap off some other kind of AOE stuff, um, let's talk about 
just Shadow Priest AoE in general. And I think let's just kind of start with Mindseer. We talked about it a little bit, but um, and Sailor, we'll kind of start with you. I think what, how do you feel about you know just the change with Mindseer in general and like how Mindseer is playing and just in general the design concerns of that as a as a spender now. I think the general change to mindset as a spender is good. Uh, before, when you just had when you had mindset as a generator, it basically invalidated the rest of our spec, and everything boiled down to press mindset. There's lots of targets. There's no point pressing anything else. They don't make anywhere nearly as much insanity. Just press mindset. So I think in that sense, it makes sense. However, there's a lot of annoyances with using it currently as a spender because it is a channel spell. It's not instant. Uh, in some cases, having a cast would actually feel better because it would spell queue, stuff like that, and it wouldn't have issues with Mind Devourer being weird with the value. Because Mind Devourer is twice as valuable with a mindset prop than the Dying Plague right now, for example. But as a whole, I think the overall change is positive, and using it as a spender isn't an overall negative experience. There are just other spec issues with the spec currently. Yeah, and I, I think... This... Yeah, go ahead, Jericho. Okay, um, yeah, I, I just obviously had a quick uh, brain blast moment. Uh, is there a good reason why Seer is still, like, a two-global channel in this paradigm? Or, like, could it just be a one-global channel and still be kind of okay? Like, I actually I'm kind of trying to understand really right like the idea of spending our entire bar. Um, I mean, that is true, for sure. I, but, I, like, I, don't, yeah. I don't actually think there's anything wrong with Mindseer specifically. I think the issue is with the rest of the kit. Yeah, I, I think, but like just from like a feel perspective, I guess the question is, what's the difference of it having a channel to dump your insanity versus a cast that just dumps all of your insanity? Does that make sense? Like, just have a cast that scales and just consumes all of your insanity and has a cool animation, obviously. But I think like that's, well, yeah. The difference with a cast and a channel is that a channel, you can like divide it into ticks. A cast, it would be each time. So I don't know if you were talking about a two, a two global channel or like versus a one global channel. Is that what you were alluding to? Well, well yeah. So so for me, I was just you know quite literally thinking, okay, well you know you solved the mind devourer problem by just having a, a one global channel on Mindseer, and you can chain it and just you know pandemic it as you would, and it would play effectively the same that way more or less. Um, mm. Except obviously to be able to spend like seventy five at a time, right? That's the only like the only real difference there. But That'd be awkward. Um, but but yeah, I'm not I'm not like trying to die on that hill or anything i just thought it'd be like a, a an interesting thing to bring up um is just that piece because obviously there, there are interactions here with mindseer being a channel you know obviously it's it's periodic it's sustained you get one tick at a time which is sort of it's hitting twice as often and also of course yeah. um there there are the interactions with like mental decay and uh, screams. screams and that sort of thing so there there's there's interactions there um but uh but yeah just the, the periodicity that you're you're actually playing you know that you're holding it for the two globals fully um and, and then this interaction of course with with mind devourer is is kind of having me uh curious you know why the spender has to be this sort of long channel necessarily um it, devastation obviously what i've been playing a bunch is no uh you know um is is also spent oops did i lose you hello Rest in peace, Jericho. You know, Jericho started talking about Evoker and then he DC'd. Oh, weird. How did that happen? Um, Dang. <laughs> all right, yeah, no, I'll wrap up that point real quick, though. But uh, obviously, Devastation is 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 just doing that uh, two, global, uh, two global channel spend all day long, right, with uh, Disintegrates. So it's not like that's an inherently ridiculous idea. Um, yeah. I, I'm just kind of uh, ideating if uh, it makes the most sense in the... Yeah, no, I get what you mean. 
Um, it just reduces your actions per minute, right? If it was 50 insanity over a global, then to spend an entire bar, you'd need two channels. But you can still cancel halfway and not lose anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. It is kind of like I don't know if I particularly enjoy like casting it at 50 insanity. Feels really weird to me. I don't know. Maybe it's just like a muscle memory thing, but I don't know. Just it's really fast. <laughs> I don't know. Not the most satisfying thing in the world. Really hooked onto sales thing, uh, though, about being able to queue it. Do you guys uh, kind of feel upset when you can't like nicely queue channeled spells? <laughs> is that a that a thing that bothers you guys? I don't really care, honestly. I mean, <laughs> maybe I care more in AOE, but I don't really, I didn't ever really mind it for mindfully at least. What do you mean by queue channel spells? So I guess you you end your channel and then start up. Um, uh, you know, basically going from casting a channeled spell into a direct damage spell. Uh, without losing damage kind of thing oh yeah it's a i mean you get used to it i think i mean if you play it long enough yeah um, my, my mind series is less of a, an offender on that one um especially just because it, it ticks in a very sane way but of course the evoker one ticking on zero one two three means you have to be like extremely careful to not lose that last tick um it's a bit of a nightmare so anyway yeah. It's normally fine because you can just queue up stuff on the global because it's globally aligned. But with mindset as it currently stands, you kind of want to handle the entire thing because of the buff and the tier set. Oh yeah, that's another point right. as well. Yeah. With the, like mind of error and the tier set both make you kind of like want to sit for a full channel of mindset mm. rather than the short one. That kind it is of a little bit. That part. It is a little bit awkward, like waiting until you're out of insanity to queue up your next spell. Yeah. Um, but I think it's probably something we'll get used to yeah mm -hmm. i think overall like i think we all pretty much agree like from a feel perspective it's hard not to be better than searing nightmare which i think this this feels better um but i think to your point earlier shot like there's the other things around mind seer that i think are more of a problem um so any anything else on mind seer before we hit on those going once twice okay so let's just, i'm just going down the list that we've talked about ahead of time so yeah. i think sailor do you want to hit this first one is this you that wrote this uh which part, which part? The, oh the warlock part the agony yep. part yeah now we're this is now we're talking about affliction warlocks for a half second here we go <laughs> okay so i thought it would be interesting to have a direct comparison to affliction because it's the close class to how it plays to shadow yep and so First things I wanted to point out was basically Warlock does not need cooldowns to do damage. As long as it has Agony out, its resource generation is basically guaranteed by having Agony out, and then you can just press seed. You don't need dubs, you don't need anything. Having your cooldowns on Athlete just increases your damage further beyond that, mm. and isn't required to do any damage. You can you can get enough damage just by casting like three or four Agonies. That is down to the fact that Agony has non-linear scaling. The more Agonies you have out, the less valuable they are. Whereas for us, we have linear scaling with our dots. We need them all to have any value, basically. Then you've got other parts of the aspects that, like, that make it feel bad. Like They have seed that applies that corruption. We don't have anything that applies pain conveniently other than the Shadow Crash. While pain is basically Shadow Crash, but it's not a stupid projectile spell. And they don't actually need it for damage. We, we do need ours. And they also have things like Soul Flame, which is basically Idol of Nazoth, but just better. Just better, yeah. <laughs> it's also a uh, tier two talent instead of a capstone. Yep. Yeah. And I think to talk, can you speak a little bit more about the agony point? Because I think this is a good thing to bring up. So we have 
we don't have dark thoughts anymore going into Dragonflight. You know, we, we that's now been removed. And to quote replace that, we now have shadowy insight, which is your shadowed pain ticks give you a chance to reset the cooldown on mind blast. Um, and you brought that comparison up a little bit. Can you talk a bit more about that? Yeah. So if anyone was playing a maybe it was a month or two back, we had a short period of time when we had a bug that shadowy insight was a flat chance to proc. And we would get more Mind Blasts on AoE. This helped solve the resource issue that we previously mentioned on this podcast already today. And made the AoE rotation flow considerably better. However, that may have been too many Mind Blasts. As it just, you basically just always could press Mind Blast. Sure. And that, that's where it leads back to how Agony works. Agony does not scale linearly with targets. The, less, the more you have, the less they, they give you. And if they apply something similar to Shadowy Insight... So that, like, say, having four dots out would be double your proc chance, nine would be triple your proc chance. You would have better better AoE generation. You'd scale up with targets for things like for, for apparition generation, for stuff like Yoxeron. You'd, you'd also just generally scale up better, while also not scaling completely out of control. Yeah, which is something I think, and still, it would help in the sense that I think it is unique to Shadow, or, you know, it, it is something like, Pressing our shadow spells in AoE is fun. Like that's, you know, we we want to do that. We want to press mm -hmm. them, but like they they need to happen frequently enough so that the interaction with those spells feel rewarding. Um, and that's kind of what you're getting at, right? Like if we can weave in more mind yeah. blast, that does open up the door for anything that works off of mind blast, which there's quite a lot in our tree, right? And I know last time, uh, last podcast, we were focusing on a lot, you know, very sort of small, quick adjustments that could be made to a lot of these things. I think we're kind of moving into, uh, you know, release territory here. So I think it's fair to start to open up and go, you know, okay, well, what would actually fix things? Um, I, I think the Mind Blast proc situation is absolutely one that we should, like, push for and consider because yeah. it makes a ton of sense, especially, you know, if you sort of have it scale up in a fair way like that. Like, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that that makes a ton of sense, so... And I think it's also like, you know, it's really important to talk about this from like a tuning lens because with the amount of Mind Blast we're getting now, talents like Psychic Link or whatever that really rely on some of these casts feel really undertuned. Um, so they could they kind also of... also nerf Mind Blast, right? They nerfed it quite heavily? Yeah. The cooldown was nerfed, they... right? The no, damage. they nerfed the base damage on it and they oh, nerfed the all of the talents that buffed its damage. Okay. They took off like 30 or 40% of its when, damage and when then they nerfed all the talents. That was when like was two that? months ago. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's been a while. But yeah, and they nerfed Psychic Link. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It feels, it just feels off. Like it feels like there were too many things happening at once or too many cooks in the kitchen, maybe. And there's just like, yeah, like why is Psychic Link? It's 30% now, right? And it was 60% as a talent in Shadowlands? Yep. Yeah. 60. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. It feels like they were trying to, like, actively fix, like, the damage breakdown of the spec in single target. And that's, like, why they've been nerfing Insanity. That's probably why they nerfed Mind Blast. Because they were like, oh, no, Devouring Plague should be your top damaging ability in single target. Um, which for, like, towards the end of Shadowlands kind of was getting close to not happening anymore. Um, and it's like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't have 100% uptime on Devouring Plague. But, yeah, it feels like... These all have like negative or knock-on effects to other things. Is kind of what it sounds like. Um, yeah. All right. So, anything else on you know just in general like Shadow Priest AOE? Anything people want to bring up? I 
we hit that pretty well. Yeah, but I think in general needs more work. I think it needs polishing, and I think it really just needs us. We need something to like revolve our AOE around. Maybe that is Mindseer, but I think insanity generation Actually, or else, but could be changed. But yeah, go ahead. So one one thing I was thinking about the other day is like, I feel like our spirit should now that Mindseer um proc spirits. Yep. I feel like our spirits should be a much larger part of our damage breakdown than they are. And they're actually quite a heavy part of our damage breakdown right now on live, but that's because of haunting apparitions. The conduit, yeah. We're we're losing haunting apparitions, and I'm pretty sure that they didn't touch um, the spirit coefficient at all going into Dragonflight, which means no. that they just are going to do all. Eight. What is a it? Significant, 80%? It, it's a significantly less map, more damage than they are right now, and and that's. And they were all of Shadowlands, which is a problem because in BFA we had Spiteful, right? Yeah. And and Spiteful was proccing our spirits. So this is the first expansion in a while where we don't have borrowed power increasing our spirit damage by, you know, fifty to I don't know how much Spiteful was, probably like three hundred percent. I was gonna say, even BFA to Shadowlands was a big hit, right? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. But we were somewhat compensated by haunting apparitions, and mm. that's just lost. And it's really frustrating to me because in Legion, we had Auspicious Spirits talent increasing damage of apparitions by 100%, and that talent was gutted um, yep. in BFA, and it still remains the exact same um, damage increase, even though our spirits are no longer that like as offending of our damage breakdown in BFA because we don't have Spiteful. Yeah, and I think... Everyone like shadow apparitions. Shadow apparitions are like universally loved by people. Like they look really cool when people can see them, um, and like having AOE revolve not revolve around it necessarily. Like maybe it could. Like that could make sense. But um, it like it it entices your gameplay to do the right thing in terms of like yep, spread your dots, use your single targets, like use your shadow spells to generate AOE damage. And I was all. I mean, we talked about this last time, but I was really surprised that we didn't get like we have like what three talents that interact with apparitions more or less that you can pick at once um i don't know it's kind of sad no exploding apparitions even even sadder but yeah i guess i mean on just on apparitions real quick i, I have been seeing uh you know the odd little conversation about uh you know even tormented spirits maybe technically making sense now in pre-patch but i'm guessing that's mostly just because of haunting right um i get the sense uh i mean i don't know if you guys uh have any further insight on that one but i think it's a it, bit of haunting and the fact that we just have so much haste right now that you don't like the the, the insanity problem okay. is so feast or famine that i think when you have enough haste like it actually doesn't really matter um but yeah i don't know i, I do think it makes sense and i think sailor you were talking about this about like ripping out tormented spirits from the choice node yeah, if you had access to both of those, it would also address the AoE scaling problem because Tormented actually does generate a lot of spirits. Mm. Not so much on a single target, but it, it generates more and more the more targets you have, which would help solve AoE, as well as providing like significantly improved gameplay feel because everybody loves seeing spirits. Yeah, and can you explain why Tormented Spirits is less desirable, at least from like a Dragonflight keys or AoE perspective? As a choice node, sorry. Currently, as a choice node, it's just not desired because Auspicious ends up just putting in so much work for your general insanity generation. And, I mean, spirits do some damage, so the fact that it increases the damage is nice too. 
but it's it's mostly just the insanity generation and not having that like lowers you to dangerous levels of generation yeah and makes you just so reliant on cooldowns it's possibly good in some dungeons mm. uh for example in pre-patch right now it might be good in stuff like gambit because you just pull so many monsters that you take tormented and you're just gonna spew spirits everywhere everywhere and you're not gonna need the insanity either but it's sorry because maddening can carry you on that many targets i should specify but sure. um but outside of that it doesn't do much if you fight like four targets it's just completely outvalued by as and even though as is in its gutted state like shot mentioned like it would be nice to see the damage increase return to it for example back up to its old like 100 or even the nerf 50 percent it had for a while just because spirits are just weak and they have been weak for a while because of borrowed power they just they could easily have some of that damage returned wouldn't and I think probably baseline, right? Not like we're not saying yeah, to buff auspicious, we're not saying to buff auspicious spirits, but like just the base damage of a spiteful apparition is is too low, basically. Yeah. Um, and then the choice node could be: Do you want your spirits to generate AOE, or do you want more of them? Uh, but I think like that choice becomes really muddy with the current tuning. Is basically what we're saying, right? Yes. So. Okay. They could, of course, tune Tormented to be slightly better as, as a further thing. Like, oh, they could increase sure. the numbers yeah. on it. but um, Or they could alternatively just change how it works. Because it currently works by it spawns a set. They could change it so it spawns a single apparition. But the problem with that is how Yogg works now. That makes that not really a viable choice, Ugh, yeah. sadly. Yeah. Yeah, because they just made it BFA spirits. As it, like, you, could, you could basically pick between auspicious or BFA spirits. Mm -hmm. That would have worked. But now that Yogg exists... Everything works in sets of apparitions rather than uh, singular, yeah. which is a shame. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's kind of move on. We have the, in the next kind of bigger section. Uh, so let's just talk about like the changes that we'd like to see. Obviously, I think like we mentioned before, a lot of the stuff maybe we don't have time to change before launch. But I think I think it's still important to not lose sight of this. And I think you know the the hopium part of this is that. Blizzard with these new talent trees has a new design philosophy that they don't just make changes mid like between expansions. Like hopefully this means they're willing to tune things or change things up mid expansion. Um, so talking, I'll go to shot first on this. So talking a little bit about what things they could change with the current design that we have that isn't like full rework territory. Um, what are some things that you want to see maybe in? Uh, 1005 or 10.1 down the road to improve shadow well i think for me the one thing i want most even though as much as as i love void form what would uh be healthy for the spec is um fix the idols um make them more thematic in terms of both gameplay um and fantasy and also what I want for the idols is I want them to have like distinct scenarios where you take it and it's powerful. Like what I want for Yogg is, hey, there's spread cleave targets on this fight, or there's low target count, but I'm still going to be spawning a lot of apparitions. So I'm going to take Yogg and that's going to like increase my damage by a lot. Or Idol and Azoth, there's a lot of targets on this fight or in this dungeon and they're long lasting. So I'm going to get a lot of stacks and, you know, Echoing Void is going to do a lot of damage. Or even uh, Idol Yasaraj, where it doesn't really do anything for us. What I'd like is 
I'd like for there to be more like emotional states in uh, PVE scenarios. Like I know yeah. it's a really good uh, PVP talent, but for PVE, I think that an emotional state that should exist is like execute where shadow now has um, an execute idol and it actually does something in execute. I don't know what that would be, but yeah. Cause right I, now I we only have that... two that really impact PVE, right? In terms of the yeah. Jashar states. We have the 80% you get a damage bonus, or when the target is above 80%, you get a damage bonus, and then otherwise you get five I've... extra seconds. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like, specifically for Adelius Yasharaj, I think that there should probably be, like, a baseline effect, and then it's an additive thing instead of a mm. replacement. So you always get the five seconds or whatever it is, and then something yeah. else in addition if you match other states. Yeah. Yeah. And especially Cthune, like, we we all love Tenebro, right? Um, For sure. Which is what we call Call to the Void in Legion, and it's been carried over um, into uh, Shadowlands with the legendary and this talent. Like we just want to see more tentacles spawn, and I think that either some form of determinism spawn, or just increasing the frequency by a lot, but maybe reducing the potency a little bit, would go a long way in improving the. Uh, the fun aspect of that talent and i think another problem this has come up a few times but i think the like the proc of idol of Cthune is rppm which means yep. more ticks does not give you more casts necessarily it's yeah. so effectively what it means is your your proc rate is smoothed out over the course of time regardless of how many targets you're fighting or how often you're casting in this case mind flare minds here i think this is another example of a spell that would benefit from having like i think the rppm effect is fine as a baseline but i think it would be nice to have something else that An could also effect. trigger a proc like like every 200 insanity or something sure or or maybe like every 10th tick of mind flay you guarantee one it, it like it, it could be not ten, whatever like something but i think giving a, a bit more agency to the proc other than just yep i got lucky or no you didn't um for like a playstyle defining capstone talent which i think is what we all wanted these to be i think something like that would be a much bigger improvement yeah and i i think that's a healthy design not having the full budget of the talent be in rng yeah having either full determinism or maybe like you know half determinism half rng yeah so for sure yeah so idols just in general like double down on how thematic they are and hopefully play style defining to a certain extent would be great to see um any and i think you had some other things on here so like how do you feel about like what they could do with void form i know like you and i specifically are pretty big advocates of like the void form gameplay especially the ones that like made a lot of us start maining the spec in legion so what what kind because i think we all agree like void form still feels a little unfinished or just lackluster is the way i describe it so what what kind of things would you like to see added or changed with that I want scaling haste with void form. I think that yeah. void form and scaling haste go hand in hand, even though there isn't scaling haste in Shadowlands. Yeah. Um, and think... go ahead. So, uh, I was just gonna say I don't I don't know if that works with the extension mechanic. Um, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But I think that void form is should have scaling haste over extension if it. Uh, existed similar to kind of like how ravenous frenzy works where mm, yeah. its extension mechanic is actually very very minimal 
to the um to the spell itself but it's it's stacks that it generates is where a lot of the the power budget comes in and i think like sailor actually rep. tested it right yeah um what you just asked for i actually did a sin for <laughs> um this was before a couple of changes were made that made da better but it it, it put void foam ever so slightly above uh, da i think it was three or four percent if i remember right to give it one percent haste every 15 sanity spent well it's actually 50 0.5 percent every 25 but it was effectively every every devouring plague is one percent haste yep and it was usually getting ooh, what was it twenty percent haste by the end of the void form that kind of number. Sounds and great. <laughs> it's not much, but you'll notice, especially yeah. by the end. Especially because you're pairing it with power infusion, right? Yeah, you're pairing it with power infusion. It was using I didn't change the APL or anything. It was just pressing power infusion as normal at the start, and then it just ramped up haste as it ended. So you start up with you start with AM power infusion. So you you still have an opening burst, which is great. Having the opening burst, I think, is very valuable, especially for AOE. So AM being like that, I think, should stay as AM and not be changed into the haste. Yeah. The haste should just be part of void form, yeah, part of that talent. That way, as soon as a as soon as the the stacks of AM have dropped off, you're starting to ramp up in haste, and you can you can keep the damage going, mm. whereas everything else is falling off. And then a and then the other talent DA can just be a minute burst. You can just get to do minute burst. Or, or like, and I think they are they already talked about like DA is clearly the easier cooldown. You know, so I think it's fine if Void Form is the one that is a bit more, like it, it's more involved, right? With like you have an extra button now with Void Bolt to press. Mm -hmm. I think it's fine for that to be a couple percent ahead of the one that's easier. You know, like that seems fine. <laughs> so and easier, so easier, and also it's more limited in usage. Anytime you have a cooldown that like it's rolling for an entire minute, kind of thing, like friggin' doing keys with sale and we'll kill a pack and we'll still we'll be running to the next pack and he's still in void form i'm like what the hell is going on right like yeah. absolutely if, if you yeah. have an engine that you know rewards extending this cooldown but it's maybe more useful in these long you know it's in these long engagements and in raid whereas da is this bursty option right i i i'd like that i think that's an option and it's also bringing back identity to void form like this was like core to the spec you know um, mm -hmm. with old Surrender Madness days, which uh, is sadly removed, but I think would do quite a lot, you know, just to bring that back into the fold. I'm sitting here smiling. I'm like, I'm just imagining that ramping haste again, going like, ah, oh, yeah. I'm I'm still chasing the Surrender High, by the way, like six years later. I think we <laughs> all are. Trying to, get there. <laughs> to, to an extent. It's uh, the Surrender High to me. It's just the Void Form High. I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, it's, it, I've always said this, like, there was nothing quite in the game that felt some, I guess Ravenous Frenzy, like, to your point, like, had aspects of that for sure, but yeah, I, I I wish that kind of thing was more more relevant. And at least you know we do we have a couple of the puzzle pieces being added after they've taken them away. But I think yeah, adding haste back would be awesome to see. Um, all right, so let's go to uh, Sailor next. Uh, anything else you want to talk about of like maybe even slightly larger changes you'd like to see in the spec and kind of a mid scope uh, update or rework? Um. I don't generally have that many changes I want. I want like just more apparition stuff in general as like as like a big change. Yeah, Somebody I feel breaking like... out tormented spirits or whatever. Yeah, break... yeah, I feel like we could we should have had a a line for, like on a cat on the capstone, which is just all spirit related. Mm. Like um, down to Yogg's well, run maybe or whatever. Yeah, yeah. whether that's Yogg's the capstone or not, I don't really care. Um, sure. I'm not particularly filled by his existence, but he does <laughs> does exist. Yeah. So I would have just loved like a series of talents. Maybe that maybe it could have been like 
uh, in the middle of the last thing in, in the tier two section would be auspicious spirits. Then directly below that is a series of four points that I just spiritualated. So you could have your banelings in here. You could have all sorts of stuff in there. Sorry, what was that? And it I would... don't know if everyone knows what that is. Oh, uh, sorry, banelings, as in exploding apparitions. The when making apparitions do cleave damage. It was one of our ideas for doing AOE before they decided to just give us mindset. Yeah, banelings are these little rolling balls in StarCraft that explode on contact and deal a ton of damage, and that's kind of the that's the fantasy for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be hype. I agree. Warlocks already have exploding pets. No, don't do this. That. Oh no. Oh. We've invoked the first. Another class has this. Can't do it. Oh no. Drink. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, okay. Uh, anything else, Elder? That you? I guess, or is that your big one? It's just more apparitions. Just more spirit stuff. I think is the big one. I mean, cooldowns itself are a pain. I like changes to shadow crash, please, because. Right now, if a pack doesn't exactly last 30 seconds, like it's really, really, really awkward because you'll use Shadow Crash on pull and then you'll get to the next pack and you've either had to use Shadow Crash again on the previous pull because it's lasted too long and then you don't have Shadow Crash or you've not had enough time and you don't have Shadow Crash on pull, so you're doing no damage. And for so those that I, weren't keeping yeah. track, that was because Shadow Crash cooldown used to be hasted. So it was much closer to like 20 seconds with gear and now it's a fixed... 30 second cooldown which makes that makes that much harder right so, yeah. so one one criticism i see a lot about that that argument is just hey shadow is supposed to be a dot spec what's wrong with just spamming vts at the end of that poll like you know what why not just sit there and go vt 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 all right keep going um you have any thoughts on <laughs> on, on that argument I, at the end of the pull, it's fine. Uh, I think at the end of the pull, when the mobs have started dying off, if you wanted to cast like three or four VTs to keep going for the remaining few seconds, that's fine. But in the other case where you killed a pack too quickly, which is going to happen in the vast majority of queues the majority of players run, the pack will die too fast, you're not going to have Shadow Crash on the next pull. You're not going to do any damage. Because the pack is going to die in 15 seconds, you do not have time to cast Vampiric Touch. The reward for casting Vampiric Touch isn't high enough, despite it basically being mandatory for our damage, yeah. you'll be better off just pressing buttons. And that is not a good feeling. And it still feels like part of that is just, like, people call Shadow a dot class, right? And a dot spec. But in order to call the spec that, our dots need to do more damage. <laughs> um, I, I think that's true as well. You know, like, the, like there's, there's a line between dots are very powerful but hard to spread, or dots are not as powerful but easier to spread. Um, I think there there is an enormous component to the 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 value proposition of sitting there and spamming dots if they're doing damage on their own or if they're just enabling you to do stuff. I think that's a, that's a right. significant part of that conversation. Yeah, and I and I'm fine waffling in one area or the other, but Shadow is definitely in the, in especially with Vampiric Touch and Shadowed Pain damage, definitely in in an area of like yeah, they're really not doing that much damage. They're just there to activate other parts of your kit. Um, or, or like passive insane generation with vampiric touch, right? And I think that's kind of like you know you 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 kind of have to sit where you want. So if you want to call shadow a dot spec, uh, great, let's buff the dots then <laughs> to make it feel more rewarding of like spending all of that time dotting a pack because right now it doesn't really it doesn't feel like that at least to me personally. Um, yeah. I suppose that's a point I can get back to Nazoth from earlier. Uh, Nazoth used to be a reason to cast vampiric touch and just oh, put more yeah. VTs up. What's the point now? You can only have four nuzzoths. Yeah. That, that basically nuzzoth used to be adding damage to your dots, make them rewarding. 
Mm. Now there's no damage increase to Dark Storm the entire... Okay, Coalescing Shadows and Dark Evangelism technically do. But other than that, there is nothing that increases the damage to Dots on the entire tree. And they just don't do much. Like, at the end of the dungeon, they're going to do, like, 20 or 30% of your damage. But that's just because you can apply a lot of them with Shadow Crash nowadays. Which is basically Shadow Crash being good and being good for our class. And yeah, I think, like, yeah. like, we have all these different playstyles, and they've kind of, it seems like they've nerfed them before we got a chance to really use them and play with them. Um, and I really think we need to take a feel, like, the spec should feel fun first, and then we'll tune it, you know? And it feels like they haven't quite done that with things like Idol of Nazoth. Like, I would love it if in dungeons you're like, oh yeah, I want to go whole hog into, you know, Mindseer screams and Idol of Nazoth build, and I'm gonna like that's where my AoE is gonna be revolved around, right? And I want Nazoth to be at least 10% of my damage, if not more. Um, I ideally like 15 or 20%, honestly. Or maybe you'll build it differently and be like, oh no, I want an apparition focused AoE play style that even relies on things like Psychic Link and Exploding Apparitions or, or Idol of Dog Saron, and like that's where my damage is coming from. But the problem is. They've they've pre-tuned it before that became playstyle defining, and I think that's that's where the lackluster part is. So I, I'd really like them to, like Nazoth should be on like you should have Nazoth on every target, and they should worry about tuning after that. Honestly, it feels really weird to kneecap it like they did. Um, there's my rant. <laughs> um, okay, Jericho, you're the last one up. Is there anything else that you'd like to see, kind of? Uh, to help make sh to help improve Shadow going in, maybe even to help you play it more. Oh yeah, no. So we uh, we we covered some really good ones, right? I I'm still a little bit. Look, I I understand Shadow Crash being on thirty. I can I can technically live with it. I I preferred it hasted, and I sort of wish there was a middle ground they could find where they can balance it around it being hasted. That's just a better yeah play style to me. Or uh, two charges personally. Maybe? I don't know if you about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, something like that could work, right? Because yeah. in in M plus, right there. There are big differences between sort of playing and plus casually and playing in sort of a prepared group. And a lot of the time mm -hmm. in a prepared group, you you have opportunities to sort of trade off with other DPS players where you're going to approach a pack and have your cooldowns for this one. They're going to have it for next one. You're going to have bigger pulls generally because that's the efficiency play style. Um, and, and all of this stuff makes more sense in a situation like that. So when you see really good M plus players going, yeah, Shadow works perfectly. I'm able to do tons of damage. It's awesome. It, a lot of it is coming from that paradigm where you're able to prepare for packs in such a way that you're going to blast. And Shadow can absolutely do that right now. There's no question in my mind. Um, a lot of what happens in sort of more casual keys is a little more scrappier play where maybe we pull three things and then 10 seconds later we pull two more things and then we pull into mm -hmm. a pack of five and then that pack of five takes 40 seconds to die because someone died or something. Like a lot of that sort of dynamic play style is very hard to manage when you have something like Shadow Crash on 30. Right, so then you're like, oh, one. do I just hold the cooldown indefinitely because I'm like, oh, what, what if the tank that? pulls more in five seconds? You know, yeah, who knows, right? So yeah. that that's the perspective that I would come from with a lot of this stuff is just making things intuitive and accessible to the average person taking on M plus. It's yeah. a big balancing act to balance for the best players and the roughest players, right? But that's that's a big one for me. Um, yeah, for yeah, sure. Vic, Vic says he was running with a poke tank and had a rough time. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And that is um, where, like, the two charges of Crash might make more sense than just making the cooldown hasted again. Because it does give you, like, agency of, like, oh, yeah, use one charge on cooldown. And you can kind of save that second for when you need to dot a pack, you know? I think that would be enough flexibility without just letting you cast it more often, right? Yeah. I, I think that's a that's a fair trade-off for sure. So Maybe. I would consider that. You can um, also miss it. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, don't get me started. <laughs> no. 
Yeah, I, the... I missed one in Jericho's keys we... of the night. Yeah, we don't talk about that enough. The fact like that it, it, is it just hits up. the ceiling and, and you miss yeah. it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or the tank we pulls a boss and like pulls it out like really fast on pull. Like I was doing like Grim Totem, one of the bosses on beta, and that's a boss that spawns in the middle, but it's yeah. you drag it out like immediately. And I did it yeah. for a few pulls. Another shout out in the group did it for a few pulls where you just lob it on pull because you want to apply your dots. And nope, guy's gone. <laughs> See ya. Yep. At least it's less punishing with one target. But if you have a massive AOE yeah. pack and you actually just miss it, then oh, you're, horrible. you're, you're you just hang your head in shame and walk away from your computer because like <laughs> you're spending the next ten casts doing VT just to get <laughs> yeah. started again. Like good riddance. Yeah. So. Okay, yeah, so uh... we have we have a we're going to go a little bit over, but I think this last thing to cover is important. Um, so before we wrap up, I I really want to spend some time, and I'm I'm glad that Shot put this. I'll I'll go to him first. Of, you know, just let's just talk about how Dragonflight development went for priests. I think a lot of us, including myself, have been pretty. I think upset is probably the right word. Of like, this is effectively Shadow's third expansion in a row that have gotten significant changes. You know, you could call it a rework if you want of how the spec plays um, that doesn't quite feel finished or done. Um, and I think despite all of that, the community, I feel like, has done a really damn good job of posting feedback. Like there have been just the forums have exploded with feedback. Now, I'm not saying I agree with all of it, but I think there's just a plethora of feedback to pull from um, that doesn't feel like it all got addressed. Um, and I'm not saying Blizzard should change everything that we're asking for like that's not what i mean but i think at least responding to concerns at like a bare minimum and even that wasn't quite there so shot look let's kind of go to you first like how do you feel about kind of how this beta cycle has gone for for shadow terrible <laughs> and, and priests in general um yeah. i think my largest frustration is the lack of communication we, we have gotten basically zero developer insight. So we have to interpret basically any change that they make. And the one developer communication we did get powered, go fuck yourselves, um, was probably the most negatively received blue post in WoW's history. Yeah. It's and bad. It, it, it demonstrated a clear lack of concern and care for the priest and its community there there were like the entire tone of the article was spiteful um basically the content was priests can't have this because pvp or other classes have this even though this is stuff we either had in the past like vault of the heavens apparently vault of the heavens isn't part of priest fantasy but wild charge on a 15 second cooldown for druids is um or they just give it to other classes, like uh, Shining Force. Mages now have effectively Shining Force. Now, they can't put it on an ally. It's um, based on themselves, yeah. but it is identical to Shining Force. And yeah. I think that it's clear that we don't have a champion for our class. Um, I, I don't know how to resolve it, um, but I think that from the general sentiment of the community is this is basically intolerable and we deserve better. Yeah, for sure. It almost felt like there was like a different set of rules being applied yeah. to priests than other specs, there, right? 
yeah, their philosophy was completely counter to basically every other class. Yeah. And I think like the biggest thing for me, um, you know, say I'll go with you next on this. Cause I think they spent a lot of, let's just say their blue post time or dev time in, in the cycle. Well, I guess I shouldn't say the, they spent a lot of time doing nothing. Like we were, we had one of the very first trees and it took a lot, like several months before we even got iteration on them. But despite that, the thing that they were focusing the most on was AOE. Um, and it doesn't quite feel finished. Um, yeah, so Sailor, curious on your thoughts on, on that or anything else in specific with that. It, it's, yeah. The the first iteration was clearly not done. The one that we got at the very start, by, it was clearly not done. It was a quick mock-up and we were the first tree. That was fine if they had just decided to iterate on it. The most egregious thing back then was the layout, if I remember correctly, yeah. more than the nose on the tree themselves. There was a lot of questionable choices, like monomania back then was just awful. Yep. And they needed to change that. But it, it, would, have, it would, have been, would have been workable. And then we had the, what was it, few months before they gave us the feedback post, and then they posted this tree, more or less this tree. It, has, it basically yes. just hasn't changed since they've given it to us. Yeah. Um. This tree has significantly nicer pathing. It has a lot better layout for the most part. We don't get forced to take as much stuff as we did before. Although we still have to give up utility sometimes if we want all of the buttons at the top because sometimes you need more because that's just tuning related. Yep. And then you've got just nodes that don't do anything, which is once again tuning, but stuff like harness shadows are a joke. Maddening has been nerfed into the ground whispers. psychic link is just awful whispers is an attempt to give us crit scaling but we don't need crit scaling because crit is bad like it's just not a good way of giving us crit scaling especially with how they've removed everything else that worked with crit from from our tree yeah. and then you've got poor layout at the bottom as well like why is nizoth over with insidious ire and malediction those are single target why isn't it not yeah. somewhere else like like my biggest complaint right now with this tree is not just the nodes on it, which feel unfinished. Some of the nodes are boring, unattuned, not ideal, and the, the whole choose your own shadow priest just doesn't work. It, having mind spike and mind flay and mind flay insanity together is a convoluted mess for most people. Good players can make it work by using like like my mind spike as a as a proc, it's just a proc for more damage. Mm -hmm. But most people are gonna have issues getting used to that. It's awkward. And then like you combine that with just the horrifyingly bad layout at the bottom and it's just why is this a tree it's just not done yeah yeah i agree man That's i think the list this... said this but like this tree should not have reached the public it has not left the design stage yeah yeah like, it, it feels rushed it, it i don't know about rushed i, I think it's unfocused on iterated hmm like yeah. it looks like it's just at its inception there's basically zero cohesiveness to it yeah and we're kind of i think to your point i love what you said earlier of like we're we have to like guess what a lot of this is you know like there's been and i think a lot of specs and classes are in this boat so it's not just shadow but like i i feel like with some of these new talents like there should have been some explanation of like hey guys here's a new talent for you here's what our vision is for that talent and here's how we think it should work and how you want to, like, how it should be used, right? Um, like, 
where is like we really i think needed that for the like the idol spells or mindfully insanity dark ascension playstyle, mind seer because otherwise we're kind of just guessing what their intentions are with things but it's made it really hard i think to give poignant feedback on things because we're just like given a bunch of stuff without any anyone explaining how it's supposed to work right um, and i mean but but yeah. do they even know well i was about to say i i don't even i hope this doesn't come across as unfair but this this tree really does feel like they've thrown a whole bunch of things in there and just kind of gone yeah we know it's not super intuitive we know there's not a lot of distinction between these nodes figure it out just <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know you tell me how it's supposed to play if you're so first, smart right like that's <laughs> that's kind of how i how i see it the first blue post we got um when they revealed the tree was they said we added pain of death and we added death speaker and we think these two talents are going to interact and make up like a positive improvement to shadows aoe and yep. like and gameplay in dungeons right that it, was the excuse big me like yeah. is this a joke we haven't ever talked about those talents because they're so worthless is that is that the same time they also made shadow crash cool or shadow where death cool not hasted as well uh i mean this this, this is when they released the so talking the right off the jump first okay. first talent tree first talent yeah tree. they're like we know dungeons are an issue Here's what we're thinking Here's pain about of doing. death. Yeah, that's what we yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it just feels like... Yeah, I think to your point, like, I, I guess I'm... I really... We don't know as a community, to put it nicely, we don't know what Blizzard's vision is for Shadow. It's unclear. Like, we, we just straight up don't know. Um, and, and, like, I don't think any of us are, like, claiming that we know best and we know how to make the best Shadow Priest in the world, but I feel like we have some pretty damn good ideas or at least a good place to start. Um, but I think, it, like... Like, I would love to know, like, Blizzard, how do you expect Shadow Priest to play at on a 10-target pack in Mythic Plus? Like, what like what, what do you see as the future of the spec? Is it kind of the, like, the ranged Blade Flurry stuff with things like Psychic Link and Pain of Death? Is it, you know, Nazoth? Is it Shadow... Like, what, like, what, like, what do you want us to do? And, like, the same goes for single target. Like, what's the purpose of having Mind Spike and Mind Flay coexist? Or what's the reason to pick Void Eruption over Dark Ascension, you know? Um, and all of these problems are contributing to, I think, like, what's making the spec unintuitive. And I think, like, the hard part about the post you brought up shot, uh, cleverly named Powered Go Fuck Yourself, is that as much as I disagreed with a lot of the content in the post, I'm still really happy that we got it, if that makes sense. Like... Getting Imagine communication, is, right. yeah, like getting <laughs> communication is still almost always better than not getting it at all. You know, like at least we know where they stand with things. You know, um, but yeah, it feels like unfortunately after the backlash from that post and like seeing the priest forum just explode overnight after that, it seems like they went kind of quiet, which is which is sad. It, it sucks. You know, that's not fun. Um, yeah. I'd like to tap on another further point based on stuff you've mentioned previously, Bob, but I think that not using the community is just a massive mistake. You mentioned that we're not designers. We, we may, not, may not be able to make the best design Shadow Priest, but if a dev says, I want the class to do this, we can provide feedback on what we think, and yeah. then they can provide what, what they think about that. And then we can have an actual just proper discussion, like adults, you know, like genuine people that are just interested in the best part of this class and making it the most fun to play possible. Yeah. And by doing that, the class would just be better. Even if our ideas are crap. 
sadly he's gonna have to wade through all the crap ideas but <laughs> at least then they get feedback at least then they can choose to iterate and design and make things better yeah like, like we can provide yeah. suggestions to concept we can provide suggestions to everything mm -hmm. but they don't seem to like the fact that we just don't know right now is just the most crazy thing to me the fact that we just don't know what they want yeah, and we're not saying that, like, yeah. you need to respond to everything on the forums or or whatever. I mean, like, and like we, we don't even need you to be an expert at Shadow Priest. I, I don't even need that. I just need you to talk to us, <laughs> you know, like, uh, and, and, and again, every dev is going to want to do this differently. Like, some devs maybe only want to post on the forums. Other devs are, like, sitting in class discords talking to people. Maybe other devs are talking in other channels with, with theory crafters, but no one's doing that for Shadow. Uh, any of that like no one's really posting on forums about design changes uh, no one's in our discord chatting no one's really messaging any of us on the side like despite what people think we don't have like a back channel to blizzard to just talk to devs whenever we want about things like <laughs> we don't have that you know um and you can it just feels like we're missing like it's that that connection between the community of, of us that love shadow and the devs responsible for building on it just don't have that connection right now at risk of getting chewed out by these guys, obviously there's such a huge difference night and day between like the hunter feedback cycle and what rogues got in terms of their like, you know, just immediate back and forth, you know, community discussions, problem solving, that sort of thing. And yeah. we're again, we're sitting here just kind of trying to guess intent over and over and it's it's wild. And I mean, you guys aren't going to toot your own horn, but if you guys had half an idea of just how many hours uh, pub and sale here are spending just on the back end going through but waiting through bugs trying to figure out what the hell is going on with everything like yeah you, you guys have no idea and it's it's just insane so i just want to just you know give a bit of a shout out there where it's due um it it's it's crazy so yeah no one look at how idol of Cthulhu actually works you'll <laughs> it's terrifying yeah all right do you, do you not like how it works now i fucking <laughs> just <make it> <laughs> well, well i i was just going to say that like this is definitely a result of us having the uh, persons designing um, Shadow leave every expansion. Every, every expansion. Yep. Like, I'm, I'm not blaming the individuals who are designing it now that they don't know. What I think is that if you don't know what you're designing, reach out to the people that do. Or, or, or don't give up, I think is the other point of like, you know, anyone well, that works yeah. on software or builds anything for a living, you know that you can't just build it once and then never look at it again. And you yeah, know, like, never iterate. You Like, iteration is important, and I think it's important, especially when something needs it right away. Like, and Blizzard's had kind of a nasty habit of not doing that mid-expansion ever since, like, honestly, like, Miss of Pandaria, where they're like, yeah, we don't want to change how your spec works unless it's in between an expansion. Which I think is just not healthy for the game, honestly. There was actually a lot of um, a lot of class changes in Legion. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's just like a, a question of like how and when they do that. And I think over the last couple of expansions, they've been doing it a lot through like borrowed power stuff. But since they said we're not getting that in Dragonflight, at least like my expectation is, you know, we should be expecting Blizzard and hold Blizzard accountable to making changes and improvements to the spec over the course of Dragonflight. Like, if Shadow stays the way it is for the entire duration of the expansion, it'll be a massive failure, um, in my opinion. At least my, my two cents. So, um, 
yeah okay so we've been talking for quite a while so i'll give everyone just kind of a chance to do closing thoughts i'll go to uh jericho first so yeah jericho anything you missed or you want to bring up or shout out before we before we close it off yeah so i think earlier you asked me you know hey what, what would it take for you to get excited about shadow again mm -hmm. to play shadow as like you know a main and that kind of thing since i, I think it's i'm think i'm tilting devastation at this point i'll be honest um we, we obviously, you know, we, we talked about all sorts of really great ideas on this podcast, but for me, the biggest things are just the the unintuitive nature of the rotation. Um, we're talking about mid-expansion, things that they could change. I just want, I want to see a clear delineation between Mind Flay and Mind Spike. Yep. I don't want to see both of those in one build, personally. I just, I, I want one or the other. That's me. Um, I want a clear delineation between Dark Ascension and Void Form. I want them to do very different things. The Ramping Haste was a really good idea. I love that idea. But it, like honestly, anything to just separate those those main ideas. I could die on the bridge of baseline class utility, and I will continue die on yeah. the bridge. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Die on that hill. Um, look, I I've had this shot down, but I'll say it. I'll say it again. Um, some sort of baseline movement for this uh, for this class. Uh, look, oh God, I don't care please. if it doesn't fit the the class fantasy or whatever, and I don't care if it's overpowered in PvP. Give me a break. Give me something that interacts with. Evoker, Blessing of Bronze. Um, it could be a oh. friggin' two minute door of shadows. I don't care, just something. Oh. Um, and I'll I'll never get this one through, but just baseline kick for God's sake, something <laughs> like why why are we still having this conversation oh, again? Don't PvP care about dude. PvP. Find a way to make it work for PvE. It's it's ridiculous. Um having a lot of fun and keys on my evoker, you know, constantly controlling the battlefield, flying over to allies to clear our thundering buff, you know. Um, one thing we didn't really point out is that Shadow actually has some pretty insane passive healing right now, and this is sure. a whole topic, but like Halo's really strong, Vamp, Vamp Embrace in Dungeons is doing some good work. Um, they're doing really well with that, and Evoker really isn't, but again, like, these these sort of, um, like, that that isn't necessarily enough to me for me to, to feel like the thing is is gonna carry and, and, and work well in those, again, scrappier, you know, more casual keys, so... If we were to, you know, talk about all the feedback we gave today, plus these sort of really specific things that really mean a lot to me personally, I, I think that's what it would take. So I'll leave it there. Sweet. I love it. All right, Sailor, what do you think? What What's going to take it for you to renew your sub? Uh, and any other closing thoughts you have? Um, I mean, I'll just read stuff at this point at this point. But, um, okay. there you go. but um, the Shadow itself, it's... Um, yeah, I... I just want the things I basically mentioned for all podcasts, just better class identity, better just feeling of choice as well in the trees, what I would love. Uh, like, at the end of the day, there's always going to be a meta. You're always going to take this build because it's the best. True. But right now, the build that you take because it's the best is just click all of the good notes. <laughs> there aren't anything else. Yeah. Yeah, like you always pick Void. Like, yeah, get ready, everyone on live that's like, you think you have too many buttons with Unholy Nova. That bind is just going to get replaced with Void Torrent at level 70, so make sure it's in a good spot. Oh, boy. Yep. Yep. Uh, good luck working that in with your rotation. It's really fun. Um, <laughs> all right, Shot, what do, what do you have for us? Well, I'm going to continue playing Shadow or quit this game, so nothing's going to change that for me. But, yeah. like, I... If you want my full opinion, then you can go read my post on the priest forums, but just priests deserve better. Yeah, agreed, man. 
All right. Well, thank you to everyone for tuning in. This is going to be the official kind of end of the podcast episode two. If you like this, please let us know and we'll we'll do more. Um, I'm always down to host more of these if we have things to talk about. So as we get into, into pre-patch and Dragonflight, we may, may, might, might do more of these. If there's someone else you'd like to see as a guest, uh, more than happy to add other people. Thank you to Shot for joining us uh, and the team for this one. It's been fun. Um, and yeah, again, thanks for watching, everybody.